Hi, this is Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and publisher of Heavy Metal Magazine. The only thing I like more than Justin Bieber is Sci-Fi Saturday Night. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you've been guilty of witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to bring your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Five by Saturday night. Yeah, well, you can tell by the way I'm talking that it's going to be an interesting night. From a cold cellar deep in the underground video facilities of Area 51, it's TalkCast 351, this week's edition of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Tonight, it's time to spread your wings and fly because it's Horror Night or, or something like that. I'm the Dome. Joining the TalkCast tonight, some of the gang in the Peabody Time Tunnel, the Technical Radical, our own button-pushing, keyboard-clacking, sonic screwdrivering, violent virtuoso, Tonight, she's not feeling well either. It's Kriana. What makes you say that? I'm fine. I swear to God, she just said before we went on the air, I'm not feeling great either. Anyway, from the stacks of her quiet place in the Dank Dungeons, private area Dank Conservancy, colleague to Cyborgs, dining with the lycanthropically privileged, it's rumored to have a secret quilting society, among whose members might possibly be a well-known action star from the 50s. I believe his name is Crab. Welcome, Zombrarian. Okay, so I knew I had to unmute, but I made slime with the kids today, and I'm still playing with it. Did you pick it up for me, or did you just say it was for me and intend on keeping it? I mean, if you want it, it's here. I don't want it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So don't make fun of me. You you called me and you were like, I have a present for you. And I said, is it slime? And I said, yes. Because you knew I was making slime today. Also, I have an amusing anecdote about the microfilm machine. But I oh, 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 I know this one. What? There was Go a ahead. microfilm film machine. No, actually. No? Better than that. Better Go than ahead. that. I had a teenager who needed to look something up on the microfilm machine, who was so skeptical of it. He was like, I don't know. This looks really old. <laughs> like, are you sure this still works? And I said, no, trust me. This is awesome. If you, and scroll, I, if, you, if you wind up that little thing on the right, it will eventually spark and explode. That's what I know about microfilm machines. Um, I mean... If you do go too far, yes. <laughs> um, now I know what I'm trying the next time I'm in a library. And then he found out that he could look at newspapers from, you know, 1901. And he flipped out and he's so excited. I mean, and has this child never been on the internet? Evidently not. Um. He thought that the microfilm machine was one of the more fun things he had ever done. And we had just been looking <laughs> at newspaper archives on the internet 
And he far preferred the microfilm machine. Well, oh, it was adorable. No, that's actually adorable, but yeah. Uh, I, I think... fear for our collective intelligence. Well, I just have to say one thing before we start the show, um, that uh, I have had a love-hate relationship with Skype since the day we, we took this show to the interwebs. But uh, today I am quite thankful that there is actually a cough switch because I'm in desperate need of it tonight. Our guest tonight was born and raised in Maine, born in Brunswick, Maine, grew up there, where his favorite writer was Stephen King. It is Stephen King's favorite book, Salem's Lot. And it was kind of preordained that at some point he was going to start writing horror himself. What's that whole Dwayne? Salem's Lot thing about, anyway? Dwayne Coffell. <laughs> What is that Salem's Lot book about, anyway? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting because actually the uh, the house is based on Shallow Church in Durham, Maine. And, Wait, what uh, house? This the Shallow house Church. in Salem's Lot. Wait. It's actually... The house. There, there's a Start ho- there's over a house Eli 5. <laughs> How old are you? You must be... Uh, you sound like you're pretty young, so you might not have been around when Salem's Lot was opened up. Is that correct? On the TV show back in the 70s? Definitely no, not she, alive. Definitely not alive back then. <laughs> I'm 43 years old, so I remember watching it when I was a kid. So um, Salem's Lot is, because where Stephen King grew up in Durham, and I grew up in Freeport, which is the next town, you know, over. And Salem's Lot is based on a church in Durham, a man called Shallow Church. A lot of history, claiming there was a cult there, Sacrifices that were happening. Okay, so satanic there, panic. Lol. <laughs> that? Satanic yep. panic. Lol. People are dumb. So when you go there, so when you go there, they actually the church is standing on the hill. It's re- it's really creepy looking. Okay. So grow, growing up in that area, reading Stephen King, uh, kind of preordained. That this this is what you're going to end up doing. Well, I don't think that's. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? That's kind of insulting. What? There's a lot of kids who grew up in that area and <laughs> read Stephen King. Yeah. So and why what? not instead of saying preordained, <laughs> why not just ask why? How did you end up writing horror? Um, I started when I was a little kid. I mean, I officially took it seriously when I was 12. I love horror movies, and my parents were cool enough to let me watch one of the all-time classics, uh, Pieces, which, you know, some people know about, some people don't. It's, I think it was a kind of a rip-off from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but serial killer going around, you know, chainsaw and killing everyone. Uh, but it was a pretty cool movie. I was able to watch that first, then later on I was able to see The Exorcist, but I remember, uh, you know, Jaws, seeing Jaws with the drive-in when it first came out. But mostly Jaws 2, and um, I was hooked on horror. You know, and uh, <laughs> here's the story, you know, when Empire Strikes Back came out in 1980, Show came out, and my father gave me the option, do you want to go see Creepshow or Empire Strikes Back? No, of course, you uh, went yeah. Creepshow. I was like... I was like, Dad, you can't do that to me. I was like, Dad, you can't do that to me. I'm like, come on, you know, let's negotiate. And and he's like, no, Empire Strikes Back or Creep Show. I'm like, so, you know, two and a half hours. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go see Creep Show. The look on his face was priceless. He really thought I was, and I love Star Wars, but um, something about horror. I just, uh, I loved it. And Creep Show 
was awesome. I enjoy it. I mean, especially to find out, you know, that was it was published as a comic book type of style book, which I still have. And um, I don't know. It's just something about it. And I'm like, you know, that's cool. It's a cool story. I mean, reading Stephen King, my very first official book by hand that I read was Misery. And then the second book was Sounds Lot. And then the third was Terry. And I got hooked on his writing. Dwayne, for those of you who don't know, is the founder and president of the Horror Writers of Maine, the Horror Authors Alliance, and a member of the New England Horror Writers. So, We've I never think had any of them on before, I think. Surrounded yourself with a whole bunch of like-minded writers. What are horror writers? <laughs> We've had the New England Horror Writers on for how many years now? Oh, my God. Who are these seven, people? Seven, eight, nine, uh... We yeah, are demented people with creative minds. We know that very well. <laughs> <laughs> they scare me. I think they that's the point, though. I, I think if they scare you, they're doing their job. Doing it right. since Doing it right. I don't know. Here's so, aside from writing your own short fiction, and is it three or four novels now? Six, um, a little bit more. Actually. I mean, it's going through revisions. For me, okay. um, you're here to talk about a uh, an anthology called Northern Frights, which is put together by the collective horror writers of Wait Maine. Wait a minute, is that supposed to be a pun? Uh, no, not it's not supposed to be. It actually is one. So I yeah, I don't get it. Can you explain? Okay, it? I'm shocked that you don't get it. Northern Frights is. Uh, is this the first anthology by the Horror Writers of Maine? Yes. And how many stories are in it? Uh, I believe we're looking at about 23 stories with wow. over 23 writers. It's a pretty big book, that's for sure. Yeah, and, um, you know, and it's uh, it was edited by David Price, you know, who did a marvelous job. He's also one of the head ones for the New England Horror Writers. And... The original idea for an anthology came out uh, a couple years ago with a writer named Tim Olet, and he talked about it, and then we didn't talk about it anymore, and then just last year, it was uh, mentioned, and suddenly everyone was like, oh, let's do this, let's do this, and then David's like, hey, I can get us a publisher. There you go. Publisher. So, and Grant's called Press, so I'll pu we'll publish the book for you. And uh, so that was that was great, and... I think they did a great job in the cover, the story. I mean, my story, Window of Darkness, I loved it. Um, you know, it's, so now it's just a matter of now we have the book out there. You know, my job is to market and promote the book, merchandise, T-shirts, coffee mugs, and uh, I'm, I'm having a blast. So how did you decide who was going to be involved in this anthology? Because a first anthology is always a difficult thing, I think, for any group to put together. It's a process. I mean, David, you know, where he's the vice president of Horizon, you know, we were going over things and he contacted me every single time about the cover, you know, who do we want for a special guest? Um, how do we want this, you know, what the cover is going to be? You know, we were looking at so many different things and, you know, what kind of cover we want to have. You know, the name itself was uh, for a poll. Everyone took a vote on what the name they wanted to do and, Northern Frights was chosen. The cover was originally, we were going to do a moose up close, but the moose was going to have a normal face, and the other half was going to be uh, like a zombie of some sort. But 
the way uh, Grandscale Press did with this cover was amazing, and this cover has really gotten a lot of attention. I also feel like if you didn't grow up in New England and or Maine, well, I mean, Maine specifically, um, but but New England in general, you don't know how absolutely terrifying moose are, even when they're not (laughs) zombies. Moose are scary, scary assholes. And they will kill you. Everybody's Scary like, apple. oh, bears. <laughs> bears are terrifying. I'm like, fuck bears. Moose will kill you. <laughs> moose are, yeah. Well, Bears are moose. scared of you. If you put your arms over your head, moose look at you and go like, I will eat your dead body. <laughs> you really have Actually, a thing moose tonight. I want to say, they can eat you alive. They can always eat you alive, too. The zombie moose can always eat you while you're screaming. It's and, true. You know, I I have actually yes dome I have actually had a healthy fear of moose um since I was a child. Well, I've had a healthy fear of deer since I totaled my car on. Yeah, ex- and then a deer almost killed you. That's How are you very not true, afraid actually. of moose? Moose are That's like deer true. but five times bigger. Moose are like deer with antlers. <laughs> Just deer have antlers. Deer have no, antlers. Moose have much bigger, uglier. Yes, because they're bigger, uglier deer. (laughs) Sorry. We'll stop talking about my fear of moose. Like a bat is just a a rat is like a mouse with wings. Exactly. (laughs) Mouse on steroids. Uh, (laughs) So I first found out about uh, Northern Frights and and the uh, Horror Writers of Maine uh, last year at GraniteCon where we kind of uh, met in passing for just about two or three minutes at one point, and kind of I pointed at you and you pointed at me, and we had a mutual friend in uh, Jack of the Duke, and we talked for a couple seconds. And about six months ago, gosh, was it that long? Maybe it was. Yeah, it was much colder and snowier then than it is now. Uh, another one of our mutual friends, who's also who's in the book, uh, Dale Phillips, said. Have you uh, talked to these guys yet? Have you have you even met Dwayne? And I went, I think I have, but I'm not really sure. He says, well, they just put out this book. Actually, I think it was just coming together when we talked. Because it's, it's only been out uh, about a month at this point. Yes. And you had this, this wonderful opening for it uh, up in... Up in uh, your uh, your neck of the woods at a place called Longfellow Books. Yep, Grand Portland on Monument Square. That was a that was a that was a fun night. It looked like a great time. So let's let's talk for a little bit about you know some of these stories. Uh, who's written them? Uh, I mean, I know you. I know Peter. I know Dale. I'm not sure that I know anybody else in this anthology. And so, do any of these stories focus on moose because I will have to skip those so I don't have nightmares. It, this, this is going to be rough because of, just because of the cover art. <laughs> like imagine if we did something with clowns. Ah! Like my worst nightmare is a clown moose. Is there such a thing? Well, there isn't. There nightmare. is now in my nightmares. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> 
So let's talk about some of these other uh, these other writers and stories in the book, if you would like to. Sure. Uh, actually, uh, Peter Dudar was originally invited to be on the show with us, and and we never we never got back together with him on that. Uh, do you know what Peter's uh, contribution was here? Um, basically, you know, he had the uh, the very he had the very first story in the, the old guide tale. Yeah. Yeah, that and um, but um, I'm just uh, I'm bringing I'm actually bringing up the uh, book itself. So perfect. But, but yeah, he had the very first he had the very first uh, story after the introduction and but uh, yeah, that was Peter. You know, with his story. You know, like I said, Ed, David was originally was thinking about. Um, having a story in as well. I tried to have him do so, but he felt him being an editor, you know, he's like, I don't want to have a story in this. It shouldn't be right. And, you know, Dave was a great writer too, but uh, for some reason he uh, chose not to, but, you know, figured with Holly Einstein, who actually, um, her husband was Rick, I think it's Hatula. Her husband, I think it's pronounced right. Um, Rick Hatula, who was actually, he was a famous writer here in Maine. And uh, wrote in a lot of books. One of my favorites by him is Ghostlight, and she was nice to do the introduction for us. You know, so a lot of all of these writers really contributed. I mean, like with Greg Dearborn, I mean, technically he was an unpublished writer, and with a story, it really changed everything for him. Um, you know, and with me, Window of Darkness, it's uh, I love my story. You know, then my activities director, Justinson Finley. You know, had you know had her story involved, and um, but uh, it's just. Have you had a chance to read Northern Freights? I've I've just started skimming it the past couple of days. Uh, as you can tell by my throat, I have been under the weather for a bit. Uh, so I, you know, uh, when when Dale turned me on to it, I just kind of went, "Okay, Dale, I've got to read your story. I get that, and I've also got to read uh, Dwayne's." And I didn't get much beyond that, to be quite honest with you, because I've been very sick. <laughs> so what did you think about uh, the anthology? Um, anthologies are a tricky thing. If they, There are all kinds of different people coming together in one book. I thought it was very varied. I thought it was fun. Uh, due to the different sizes and the, the different takes on where you were going. Um, I wasn't not thrilled by it, and I really want to get to the rest of it, because there are a lot of anthologies that you get that are uneven, if you know what I'm okay. saying. Yep. And this one uh, was just fun. Uh, I did happen to, <laughs> excuse me, as I, as I was reading one of the stories uh, without giving anything away, when the reader gets to the uh, Larry the Lobster bit, it's absolutely cool. Okay. 
<laughs> I just, you know, I'm, I'm trying very desperate not to give stuff away. But yep. who was it? Was that April? Yeah, that was April Hawks. That was wasn't April. It? Yep. That was yeah. April. Fun stuff. Uh, so are these people that you all meet and get together a lot? Uh, do you have like monthly meetings and, and uh, do you go to events together, that kind of stuff? Um, you know, the thing about getting together, you know, Lone Troll for us, you know, was, you know, a lot of us got together. You know, I met writers that I never met in person, like uh, Linda Stiles. Um, Angie Searstone was the second time I saw her. Uh, for me, that was the first time I ever met Holly Newstein. Um, you know, so that was a, as in terms of all of us getting together, it's kind of hard to do so because everyone's schedules. I mean, I have writers all the way up beyond Bangor. Uh, like Thomas Washburn Jr., James Graham. But, uh, you know, we try to get together as much as we possibly can. You know, we do a lot of Comic-Cons. I mean, like this coming weekend, we have one in Bangor at the Cross Insurance Center, uh, Center where, you know, we're going to be supporting Northern Frights in our own books, and, uh, and that's called Bangor Comic at Toy-Con, and that's sponsored by Chris McMillan. So we're going to have some of the writers up there and that um and that event and it's gonna be a lot of fun excellent oh and you know uh dale phillips uh who's one of our mutual friends uh he had a wonderful story uh it's not into the woods it's in the woods i'm sorry i keep messing it up with the the musical and <laughs> um it's not something that Dale normally writes. It's it's kind of a little bit out of his wheelhouse. And it made it, you know, for those of us who read his work and know his work, that was much more fun to, to go someplace like that. Yeah, his, you know, his story, I mean, for me with Dale, I've learned a lot from Dale. Dale is uh, like a mentor to me. He's one of my mentors, like with Peter and Gadar, he's definitely one of my mentors. Um, you know, I just, you know, I always tell people just because I'm, you know, I found the group and the president of the group, I'm still, for me, a student, especially when it comes to editing. I mean, I am not the greatest editor. And that's why, I, you know, I hire people to do it for me. But I try to learn from that. And, you know, with David editing this anthology, you know, he did an amazing job. Um, you know, especially on the reviews we have on Amazon. What he's done for this You've gotten some this very good reviews, both on Amazon and Goodreads. So, yep. uh, I mean, you know, when I when when I did my my obligatory web search of the book, uh, I just saw some very very uh, honest and solid reviews. So, I mean, that that's always a good sign. Yeah, it's um, the thing about you know the David and what he's done uh, is that. His, his, this is interesting because with his editing style, um, you know, it's different than, um, you know, like the editors I've had for my other, for my stories. It's very different. And with, you know, with his, it's really caught up attention because, you know, figure with him and, you know, he helps out with Scott Gowd's work with the New England Horror Writers and their anthologies. So, I mean, there's definitely that nice... Um, so he has a lot of experience, and for us, you know, for him to do this, I mean, he basically did it for free. You know, you know, my wife and I took him up for dinner to say thank you, but you know, that definitely does not make up for what he's done. I mean, this is over three or three hundred and something pages. I don't have the book in front of me, but uh, 
it's a long book, and to cover that expense is that's a lot of work, especially from different writers. Sure, and, absolutely. You know, you know, different writing styles, and uh, but he um, he did an amazing job, and but um, but he did a great job, and you know, so far it's you know people are asking us for you know if there's going to be another anthology, and and you know that's something that has been discussed a little bit here and there, especially with Jeff Stinson and I, who's my activities director. But, uh, you know, that's something we might happen next year. We don't know yet. You know, it's just right now where the idea is, you know, to try to get this book as much as possible out there to the audience. So marketing, merchandising, as much as possible, you know, promotion, do what we can do. Because I, I love this book. It's such a great book. The color and, you know, Grand Skull Press has been awesome, giving us our author copy. So, you know, I, it's been great. So you're going to be spending the summer running the kind of New England convention circuit uh, yeah. as, as the Horror Writers of Maine Association so that people can not only look at the anthology, but they can also meet a bunch of the individual writers and look at their individual works as well. Yes. Yep. So, this weekend when Bangor, like Bangor Comic and Toy-Con, you know, people are like, oh, well, Horror Writers of Maine is going to have all these writers and you only have any anthology, but, you know, we're going to have their own individual books. Right. So, you know, I mean, that, it's, such a, it's such a fun event. You know, when we did Grand State Comic Con last year, it was only me. And, um, you know, I was there representing Horrez Me because not all the writers can make New Hampshire based on their schedules. And, of course, you know, Jackie LaDuke, you know, she's actually a, a writer, a member of the Horror Authors Alliance. But uh, that actually, I was invited by her mother to, to attend that event. That was very nice. And with Scott's. Uh, Scott Galsward had an available table, and he gave right. it to me. So and that was great. That was really nice of him. And you know, that's I just want to mention Scott. Scott has been a Scott Galsward, a New England writer, has been a great Scott. Group Scott's been on the show what? Geez, four or five times at this point. Yeah. <laughs> when we originally yeah. met the the Horror Writers Association, uh, he was one of the the few that just kind of jumped out and said. You know, we need to work together, and I agreed with yep. him. Yep. Uh, I've learned off. I've been learning a lot from him. He's been helpful. I mean, he's a member of Horror Resume. You know, we expanded to New England, and uh, he's been a great benefit. And I owe a lot to him, especially for my writing career. You know, and him and I can be working together in June at uh, Poor Con Me. Oh, know? nice. And uh, yeah, we're gonna be doing a. They, uh, they got two different uh, Portland events going on, June 17th, which is called Port Con Flea Market. It's going to be a one-day event, and the whole resume is going to be doing that event. And then the weekend after that, it's going to be Newing Horror Writers, and it's going to be Scott Galsward and I with Jeff Tech and David Price. So, Very nice. That's, yeah, yeah, that's going to be a fun event. Scott's right. We all help each other out. Because, you know, the idea is, you know, to help each other out, have fun, and you know it's nice. There's no, you know, there might be a little friendly competition, jokingly with the, with everyone, but it's not like I'm gonna cut your throat or steal your story or anything like that. It's all about helping each other out. And, you know, it's been a great time. I've been, you know. Um, well, you know, it it's kind of weird from my perspective that people who write such bloody, weird, creepy stuff are some of the nicest people I've ever known in the writing business. <laughs> so, you know, it's, 
you know, uh, Christopher Golden, who uh, is, has turned out to be uh, a really good friend of ours and, and of the show, uh, and I were talking at, at a con about a year or two ago, and he's, I said to him, I never really thought of you as a horror writer. And he said, the first time you met me, your daughter brought up copies of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Spike. And I went, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's it's the kind of thing where you guys are fun to hang around with and fun uh, to learn from. Now, you've got a bunch of uh, uh, of your own books as well that I assume that you're bringing to conventions with you. Yes, uh, my latest one, which actually is a revision, is called Night Beast. Um, that's a, uh, you know, then I have my other book, The Eyes of Then, which is, uh, you know, the front cover is a, of the house. Uh, that's actually a real house. Uh, from the Amahai Hospital up in Augusta, Maine. It's an old house that I found along the river. And, and uh, the cover itself, you know, I explained to people, I said, if you look on the top right-hand corner in the window, there's actually a real person looking out that I caught on camera. And next to it, there's a woman and a child. And I actually had that pointed out to me by someone from uh, Bangor, Fest, Bangor Fest last year. So it's kind of cool, you know, Supernatural House, and also you capture these real images in the windows. So it's really, it, you know, that's a really... It can get <laughs> kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, you said that uh, Night Beast is a uh, it's an old book that you've redone? Yes, an old book... Uh, Back in my high school years, that was actually my first book ever written was Night Beast, and I wrote that on an AT&T typewriter, the, uh, I believe it was a 2100, and uh, I still have to this day. And, oh, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, I even have a brother word processor, too, so I still have that, and uh, just to kind of keep the roots of my writing where it all started, and, and uh, Night Beast was actually written during, uh, I rewrote it the second time during the Storm of 93. And uh, then I rewrote it again, and and rewrote it. So it's been written, you know, rewritten like four times. And uh, this time it was published by Crazy Space. The cover was redone, edited. Uh -huh. The book was all thoroughly edited by Stacey Harris and Rob Smales, and did a marvelous job of the book. Gee, who really are those proud. people? Where have you heard <laughs> of those people? Hmm. <laughs> Both very talented writers and editors in their own right. Uh, so what made you decide that, you know, that you were going to take this book and you've essentially rewritten it or reimagined re re it four times now? Why? What, what is it about that story that forces you to come back to it and, and try and make it better over and over again? My writing has gotten better in the last uh, actually five years. You know, I look back and my, you know, some of the books I've had previously published, you know, with a publisher I'm not going to mention, um, didn't, very, didn't do a very good job with the book, and I'm slowly buying back my rights, like the eyes of them. That's with a publisher right now, and they didn't thoroughly edit the book. Um, there's some errors in the book itself, but that's going to be redone. And uh, I want my books to be the best they can be, because, you know, as a writer, you know, the more you write, the more you read, the more you learn, you know, you want to go back and make your stories as possible, the most entertaining stories, as possible can be. And, um, you know, it's your world, it's your story. You know, something like Star Wars, you know, how George Lucas kept re-releasing Star Wars, you know, you would try and make it better. But, you know, some, you know, the old aspects of Star Wars is actually still better than the new one. You know, when it first came out in the theater, in the drive-in, but, 
with my stories, I want them to be the best stories it could be. You know, if I have a chance to make the words better, you know, make it sound better, why not? And Night Beast was so much better now than it was. And uh, the cover with a, the, like a burning cross, um, Peter loved that cover. You know, it was like, hey, it was like a, you know, it's like this huge cross on a graveyard, like a stone that's burning with fire behind it. And then you have the creature in the top left-hand corner, you know, with the eyes and stuff. It's just, it kind of gives the reader, like, oh, my God, what is that? What's, okay, that's cool. And it draws attention. And with the eyes of them, they see the house, and they know the story about the house. Boom, I want to buy it. And I tell them, hey, you know, this, this book might have a few errors. They'll go through it. They'll look at the synopsis in the back. They don't care. A lot of people don't care, and they'll read it and send me emails. And But for me as a writer, I want my writer to be the best it can be, and I keep an open mind. You want to keep learning, get better. And um, thanks to those people who have been adding my book and teaching me and helping me out. I'm really uh, thankful for that. I think Dome might be coughing, so I'll take over. That's a really <laughs> wonderful sentiment. Um, Thank you. I was actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if I was if I should if I should start imitating you or not. But I'm glad you're back. Thanks. I, yeah, I got kind of weird there for a minute, but I'm fine now. Oh, good. If you're going to be around the New England area uh, this summer and fall, uh, any of the wonderful conventions. That seem to be happening almost every weekend somewhere in New England. Uh, be sure and see if the uh, horror writers of Maine are there. They're an interesting group. They're a very diverse group. And this is their first anthology together, Northern Frights. Dwayne, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, you know, some people don't. They look at us and they go, oh, my God, I've got to put up with them again. And then there are others like, I don't know, like Stacy, who's part of the Five Timers Club. And you know, guys, we're, we're actually having a Five Timers Club. I want to do that because George, George deserves one on his next outing. So, Kriana, who's on the show next week? I uh, Neither do I because Booking Monkey hasn't put it up yet. But I do understand that in the next week or so, H.P. Mallory will be joining us once again. The Queen of the Paranormal Romance. Meanwhile... Woo! Oh, come on. We all love her very much. Yes, you do. (laughs) (coughs) Cost switch didn't work that time, did it? No. No. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of GraniteCon, Northeast Comic Con, BooksandBooze.com, and ComicArthouse.com. Visit Comic Art House for some of the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. If you have a free moment, take a look at Sci-Fi Saturday Night's first anthology also, My Peculiar Family, now on Amazon and at barnesandnoble.com. Our intro production was provided by Rob Watts. Find out more of his creations at robwattsonline.com. Our outro music was provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry. Check out their grooves at lawrencemademecry.com because you won't find it anyplace else. I want to thank our guest for joining us tonight. It was an absolute pleasure to have you with us. And Dwayne, uh, we'll be talking more to you and more about people in your group. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been, uh, it's been fun. Many thanks to the gang. 
from the Peabody Time Tunnel, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana, and woman of words, Sombrarian. Thank you so much, ladies. What? Exactly. Uh, Java, get over the flu, because if I had to sit here and cough through this interview next time, so do you. This is Dome saying, Terry and Jeannie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everybody. I know.